Microphone's in front of my face now. <laughs> See, I was ready to I go. It. I was in the fight. I was ready to go. I'm Spider-Man, <laughs> and I just died in Infinity Wars, and you're... I don't know I, who you are. You're I'm Hawkeye. I'm because I... Still alive! Hoysa! <laughs> Let's fire a bow and arrow! No, I, I sabotaged the whole mission. I pretended it was my idea. Oh. And then... That's very good, Matt. Very good. You are Star Lord. Uh-huh. You're a sandwich away from being fat. Oh All man, right. fuck Matt. you. Woo! <laughs> I don't like you at all today. Um Alright everybody, we got we got uh, some good wrestling to talk about, some good stories. We I would say had a pretty solid week of pro wrestling. Considering uh yes. the superstar shakeup uh does not matter anymore. <laughs> we no, it does we not. We found that out. Uh, so no need to watch that next year, everybody. No need to speculate because they will just change it all the next week anyway. Um, names will change week to week. There, there's just so much that did not matter that happened a week ago. Uh, uh, but, but here we are. And uh, I think what we want to do is remind you everywhere you can find the Brothers of Discussion is uh, bodpodcast.com brothersofdiscussion.com at BODpodcast on Twitter. Uh, and of course, you can find us that way for Facebook as well, but just go ahead and search Brothers of Discussion. And the one thing I need to mention more often is our wonderful Facebook uh, group that we created where we give you the opportunity to uh, share with us what you're thinking about pro wrestling. We've had some absolutely wonderful conversations started, not by us, but by you, the faction of the Brothers of Discussion. Now that Casey Keenum's out of here, <laughs> Mike, you want to jump into some tidbits? I'd say this has been our quickest intro getting started. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and agree that this has been the shortest intro for the brothers of discussion. Mm. All right. I haven't done a lot of Casey Keenum, all right? Casey, Don't even give me that. Casey, hmm. No. Casey, Damn it. What Casey did I Keenum say? is a quarterback. God. <laughs> Well, it was a dead-eyed yeah, Casey no, Keenum impression. Was... I just got to work out. <laughs> Matt, we had a, like you said, we had a hot week of wrestling here. Uh, but before we dive into what happened on the episodic uh, presentations of the World Wrestling Entertainment Company, uh, Matt, we posted <laughs> the question and the people did not disappoint. Oh. We tried. We found out how Twitter works. When you ask a question, people respond. We asked. Instead yes, of me we trying to be the... funny and putting a picture <laughs> on it, and then people just like we... it. <laughs> well, you do you do a good job with your silly oh, photos, fuck man. You. We love them. <laughs> Some of them got over 100 favorites, so they're doing real well. Uh, silly. This week, we asked the, the faction. The Brothers of Discussion Faction to put in a modicum of effort and see if they could top the Viking experience. Well, Matt, they let, did not let's disappoint. Let's point out too that um, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore because the WWE made their decision. It does. That's true. However, I do think that two entries need to be noted. One, uh, Mikey at Mikey Whalen Jr. actually picked Viking Raiders. So, yeah, if this um, was if this was a, a competition or a contest, and we had to vote for the best one, we would just let you win, uh, Mikey Whalen at Mikey Whalen Jr. Uh, because you went ahead and just picked uh, exactly uh, what our, our video sort of detailed would be the <laughs> be the, the worst yeah, possible exactly. choice. Uh, but the WWE decided to uh, to agree with you. 
Uh, but yeah, you you would Cop- be our winner. Yeah, copyright infringement, not a concern for the WWE. <laughs> uh, and I thought that the second best one was mine because I said they should have been called the Norsemen. Matt, <laughs> well, tell me well, I'm here, wrong. Here's here's some more fun ones. Uh, we had uh, at uh, this is always fun. Uh, do uh it's it's either do man stones or do do man stones said grendel whackers um yeah what is a grendel is it that skin tag on a chain <laughs> yeah. at second row wrestling said uh, conflict marauders uh house <laughs> house show joe said valhalla so i i actually responded back oh. to him and i said how about the valhalla experience um mm, at wwe we haven't heard enough experience jokes this week <laughs> at wwe grant who you know he's officially uh obviously an employee of the wwe because he put wwe grant yes, uh insane. he put mythology uh so that's that sort of fits with uh the viking idea there uh wrestle it turns out vikings were real though um well i mean if you've gone ahead and played like game of thrones you or game of thrones jesus god of war uh you'd be you know making some sort you'd, you'd be blurring the lines of like those connections of of mythology and uh i mean you picked the norsemen which is now we're making the norse They're norse mythology connection They're norse <laughs> yeah norse yeah, of the I, wall I, all right we WWE also had Grant, at did, russell phantom <laughs> thank you at Russell Phantom, I came in second place on our show. Uh, at Russell Phantom, uh, completely unbiased vote. At Russell Phantom, Matt, I won. At Russell Phantom had Ragnarok, which I just rewatched Thor Ragnarok, so solid choice there. Uh, at Talk the Ropes, typed in Berserkers, which already in use. Uh, F. <clears throat> okay. And At One Man <laughs> Struggle had Big and Angry, which... You know, I you know it sounds simple, and I think at first glance, Matt, you know, it's an embarrassing uh, decision. However, I think that this is somebody well versed in how WWE names people. I think one man struggle looked at Viking experience and just said, "Here was probably the second name on their list." <laughs> Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, so I think that was another top contender for the faction and their contributions. I, I want to go week, back so. just real quick to Bravo. talk the ropes. Yes, that was the first thing that came to my mind too. So I was thinking berserkers because I I did like a a hint of just a pinch of research and I just I searched yeah. Viking words and <laughs> that was like yeah. the first word to pop up. So I was like, ah, why not? But uh, no, you make a good point. When it's already in use, you probably shouldn't uh, use it. All right. Moving on. Other tidbits. We've got... Wait, uh, let me say this. Would at man, one man's struggle have won if he, instead of big and angry, if he'd written big and hungry? Absolutely. <laughs> now, another man who's hungry to get back on TV, Mike, thank you for that transition, uh, is obviously... Yes. Our Otis Bray and Chucky, who gave away a lot of meat out of Easter baskets this week. I don't know if you caught this segment. Easily one of the greatest segments in WWE history. Matt, your uh, thoughts? I didn't catch it. But the one segment the entire world is talking uh, let about. Let me before before we dive into Bray Wyatt, <laughs> and I, I I popped all over my living room for yeah. that segment. Matt, I would just want to say that Otis just came up with the most brilliant scheme in the history of seduction. He offered Mandy Rose a basket full of meat in exchange for a hug. So not only did he give her all his meat, he got an awkward ten second hug. <laughs> and hats off to otis yeah like when he's uh obviously the writers this was not their idea or at least he was in the writer's room <laughs> throwing that out there but you know mike you gotta, you, gotta you, know, shoot you, shot, you know you write, yeah you write what you know and i think otis has had a lot of instances giving away his meat and going in for hugs and this time it got scripted into a victory so otis way to go my well, man Otis giving away his meat and bray wyatt has a box of chicken meat that is one of his friends at the firefly funhouse mike i i reference him as a friend because obviously this is uh a, a very clear uh reference to peewee's playhouse and uh i yes you know i put on facebook and and you have the the verbiage here too in our notes is that uh ca- you know we're, we're cautiously optimistic with a question mark 
I the more I watch this, the more I love it, and the more that I see, you know, like I love the iconics, and that's our next subject. And I feel like there's a lot of hate on Twitter, and I'm just starting to realize that I love the iconics, and I think the fact that the Twitterverse as a whole hates the Bray Wyatt, or at least the ones that are voicing their opinion hates Bray, Bray Wyatt's new uh character oh, segment man. it just makes me love it that much more like the <laughs> the idea that you instantly hate something that's new and, and different what <laughs> but now let me ask you little, this can, can I you think... sum up for us mike what happened just for anybody that missed it so i kind of gave the peewee playhouse thing but tell tell bray's story in in in, in 15 seconds and, th- and now <laughs> what what's going on Bray Wyatt is doing a new character. He looks like Steve from Blue's Clues with um, eraser head like puppets as his best friends. And in between this uh, kind of droll optimism, he also will have moments where you shudder with fear when he brings up gloves to his face uh, that mention. Is it fear or hate? What are Bray Wyatt's gloves? Uh... Um. Yeah, I don't. I, you got to put that in the show notes when you're gonna bring it up. <laughs> well, what happens when he brings those up? It's like they do like horror movie musical yeah. cues. Yeah. So it says hurt and heal, and it feels like a really genuinely just disturbed man. Yeah. Um. See. If you anything, got... when you're watching, okay, that's that sums it up. It's it's like a eraser head meets blues clues. I, I want to put it more as, like, uh, like Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street and and uh, Steve from Blue's Clues. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know if I could just help coach or train the WWE universe. Like, this is not fantastic, and I'm not, that doesn't have to be, that doesn't mean it's the worst thing And I in the disagree. World. I think it is really Yeah, but cool. we don't know that yet. We've seen one, we've seen one thing. So I'm not I, I I think it's okay to not absolutely love it and I think it's okay, I think it's a good idea to not hate it. But we've seen one segment, so there isn't enough to completely judge it. But what you should do is be excited that this is completely different and, and it's bonkers. And uh, just a week ago, we were talking about how much I love the fashion police. And goddamn, if this isn't as you know silly and insane as, Inventive. as the fashion police, yeah, and, and you know the the best faction and tag team right now in the WWE, or or at least we could say the most popular, the New Day. That's also that's also a goofy tag team that likes to go outside of the norm. So WWE universe, strap in, lean in, and enjoy. Just stop bitching. It's not a bad thing. All these, I had this idea for Bray Wyatt, and this doesn't fit my idea. Just be happy it's not him getting an outright release or not being on well, TV, because this guy knows what's up. What, I think Bray Wyatt, the reason people gravitate towards him so much is it's... This is, a, this is like an artistic expression, and we talk so much about pro wrestling being... You know, it's on a stage. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a play. It's a live action improvised play every Inspired week. by Shakespeare. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, Bray is actually taking tremendous risks. I, I can't imagine any. I I can't imagine any other wrestler. And there's you know, we talk about the. Uh, goodness gracious, Matt. The uh, the faces out in in South Dakota. You're Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling and people on the microphone. Oh, I, like I, I can't imagine the, anybody uh, else. The Mount Rushmore is what you meant to say. There we go. The Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Uh, That's what Shane McMahon anyway. said on TV this week. Yeah. Did he? Sorry, oh. I, I wasn't well, trying Shane to. Well, Shane McMahon you. said it. It's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> this is Shane McMahon promo. The Mount Rushmore. So it was, was kind of it was almost Scooby Doo ish. But he's he saved himself by making it more. Route much more. <laughs> made it more old manish, yeah, by yeah. much more. But uh, go um, ahead. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a little out of touch with the English language. <laughs> Man, I honestly I can't imagine past present. I can't imagine anybody else being able to look like they are totally 
enveloped by this character. Like, Bray Wyatt, he was this oddball TV, kids TV show host with a true dark side when he whips out that chainsaw and, you know, eviscerates his past. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see what he does next. And that's what wrestling is supposed to be. Like, you know, you can have a couple guys in trunks, you know, wrestling each other and doing, you know, great chain wrestling and mat wrestling, but it's about storytelling. And I don't know who could possibly feud with Bray Wyatt at this point. I don't know who would dare. Uh, I think he <laughs> should just have a talking segment every week and I would just watch this horror yeah. show. Um, but, you know, good luck. Whoever's going to go up against Bray Wyatt in those promos, because I, I don't know what the hell you could say other than ruin it with somebody who's super, you know, self-aware and being like, hey, you know, this is just a wrestling ring, right? <laughs> I think that they need to find somebody who's not going to derail it in that way. I think we need to find somebody who... Remember when Xavier Woods was feuding with Bray Wyatt and he, you know, legitimately acted, you know, uh, like Thunderstruck? Yeah. I, 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 please, I'm begging, I'm begging the writers to do something along those lines. And don't have Cena, somebody like Cena just come in and attitude adjustment the whole shtick. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, um, and that's where my idea is uh, of, you know, let's not, let's not crown this as the greatest thing ever, but let's, let's applaud the risk. Let's applaud the fact that this is new and fresh. Uh, but, you know, this could go poor, you know, this could go in the wrong direction quick. But I think right now, I, I, I'd rather that everybody went into next week just being excited that they're taking risks like this rather than poo-pooing it. Um, Let, you know what, too? Um, I think when we started to see that weird puppet bird coming out of the box and we saw the weird, you know, uh, black-haired yeah. doll, everybody knew it was Bray Wyatt, and somehow... The twist is that it was Bray Wyatt, but he was even weirder than we expected. Yeah. <laughs> so, bravo to Bray. Uh, whoever came up with this insane shit is just, just admirable in my book. As somebody who's you know got a degree in creative writing, my God, that that was incredible. So, I I hope we see more good stuff like this. Don't please don't snuff creativity, WWE writers. I'm begging you, just. Let's see what we can do with this. Let it flourish. Um, but Matt, uh, you want to talk about the Iconics? Absolutely yeah. I'm gonna, killing I'm gonna it. I'm gonna try something here because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play on this video right now. But it is just, I mean, what it, what do they call it in Botchamania where somebody starts laughing and they uh, try to, you know, mask it? Uh, oh, you know what um, I'm talking about those segments. This, yeah, corpsing. Uh, you you get yeah. uh, Peyton instantly corpsing with uh, <laughs> with Billy trying to like she's immediately running down the interview guy. I'm gonna hit play here. We're gonna see how this goes, and you'll be able to hear it too because I I've, I'm gonna have it turned up pretty loud here. So uh, you should be okay. able to hear it through my headset, and then uh, hopefully our brothers of discussion universe can hear it. But God, I I love this so much. In surprisingly quick fashion. I'm just gonna stop you right there. You need to say I'm sorry for just scaring the bejesus out of rest. She never said the distress that you just put her in. You understand what I am under right now. Did you see stress? What just happened? And you want to do that to her? Well, I just broke a damn rib. I just broke a rib. We'll say it again. Oh, she broke, broke a rib. rib. And uh, you come in here and you startled me. You've got to be joking me. My, my new favorite line from, from Billy Kay is, you've got to be joking me. <laughs> and uh, just... I, if I don't get a t-shirt with that, if that doesn't become, like, her regular catchphrase, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. It, it is it is fantastic. It's just this great one line that sums up the, the entire characters of, like, this, uh, you know, their their cockiness, even though they can't win, uh, but how angry they get. Every time, I, I feel like it's the same interviewer that comes up. And, and Peyton's talking about her, her broken rib and how that's affecting... Her ability to, to even focus during this uh, the question and answer, but obviously they go they go two nights in a row losing. Um, Peyton loses to yes. uh, Kyrie Sane and Billy loses to uh, Naomi on Monday Night Raw, and I don't care. <laughs> 
I think it's fantastic. I think it's exactly how these two characters should be booked. They are the champions. It doesn't matter how many times they lose because they're still the champions. And then they're, it's just so funny reading the dirt sheets. And this is, this is all I want to say on it. Cause I, I think they're fantastic. I think they're uh, second only to Elias right now on the microphone. And uh, it just it what bugs I, me to hey, to hear what do you think the, the silence in the audience. But sorry, go ahead. No, what do you think the details are that that makes them fantastic for you? Well, I mean, I could say the giggling that is nonstop throughout their promos. I I, I just <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's it's that that confidence without any sort of. Um, what do I want to say? Like association with reality. Like they can't win a match. Um, and, and they look. They actually look. They don't look the best in the ring, but they're the champions, and that's all they need to own right now. And when when they're running down their opponents, walking to the ring, and and I, I just you know nothing is repeated. Everything they come out to run down their opponents is always fresh and new. It's like it's like listening to a rock promo. It's just with an Australian accent. And uh, it, it's yeah. kind of a pity that they they come in the in, in, into these arenas and run off these amazing promos to just dead silence. And of course, you know we talk about the goofiness of of Bray Wyatt. How about the goofiness of mm-hmm. ending a promo and always you know putting the the stamp on it of it being iconic and going into that silly pose. I I think they're I think they're perfect, and I, I think. Uh, I, I posed the question online of, you know, uh, who who's actually better than them and Elias right now is like owning a goofy gimmick and going into it like a hundred percent. And uh, I couldn't get a good response because I was getting responses like Paul Heyman. And it's like, no, Paul Heyman is being Paul Heyman. This is Billy Kay and Peyton Royce being a couple of goofballs that have no concept of reality uh but they still go out there cocky bullying uh their opponent it, it's just it's great and if they did that and they weren't funny like we've definitely seen that before like if if you've ever seen a face try and uh belittle their opponent and you see like ray mysterio coming out this past monday i honestly i can't remember but it was just something to samoa joe where he's just like you're Joe, you're just a poop head, and I'm gonna fight you, Seth. <laughs> and it was just—it's like, great, thanks, Ray. Glad you came out here. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty proud of that impression. When I go with my family. You know, I bring my son, and he is also going to be a wrestler in WWE. Oh, and man. I'm here for the. My keys. impression of Ray was way better than yours. Yours is. Uh. <laughs> That's how Ray talks. No, no it's not. Mine was way better. <laughs> yes, it is. We're going to get tapes. We're going to have a, a Ray on. Yours was a little too... Um, on the nose? No, I want to use another on, word. On the button? <laughs> it's enough, it's, it's, uh, let's just move on. Uh, so you've got that happening, but what these two come out with are some... You know, they're actually pretty uh, creative lines. And uh, I, I again, I'm going to say it's, it's similar to when The Rock used to come out and give these crazy, uh, you know, lines that, uh, you know, we've never heard in the ring before. So there's there's my long let's see four minute answers to why I love the iconics. Well, I don't think it's an accident that you know talking about Bray Wyatt kind of sashayed into talking about the iconics. All three of those. You're right um, because we wrote people, it in the notes that way. That's very true. <laughs> uh, all three of those people they have just a um, an acute long hair? ability to associate or at least um assign a facial expression that that just perfectly captures what you should be feeling with those words so the iconics with kind of that misplaced confidence because they usually just lose and they're usually just outclassed in every way in the ring but they know how to just you know use their use their wits to to somehow still have gold wrapped around their waists and bray wyatt I I don't know how he still manages to keep a straight face through all that all those crazy lines he's got to say. Um, obviously, you know the promo that we saw was a vignette that was backstage. But yeah, with that said, a lot of guys aren't able to do you know uh, 
promos with you know with an opportunity yeah. to edit the way that he does. So we're really we're really lucky to be uh, you know a part of these 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 crazy segments, Matt. Um, yeah, it, with just you know really talented uh, people here, and I don't know if you want to kind of lump them into the same area, but uh, and the reason that I don't want to put them in with you know the weekly show is it's because it's it's kind of transcending past the show. And that's Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. Um, he's just, you know, in the show notes I wrote that he's, you know, doing as, as good as Daniel Bryan in the heel work. And the reason I brought him up is because I thought the two of those guys are just stone cold baby faces where it's just, you know, that's going to be their career identity, yeah. you know, from day one till they finally hang it up. And both of those guys have done just totally admirable jobs of manipulating a crowd and playing them like a puppet master and getting them angry and turned against them even with years of precedence and love and adoration and all that they just know how to spin it perfectly to get a heel reaction and Sami Zayn, man is he gunning for heel of the year and uh you know we we basically just started the year here uh with wrestlemania only you know two weeks of you know in our past so matt I know you want to touch on Sami Zayn a little bit. Just feel him up. Uh, Matt, go ahead and verbally massage Sami Zayn. Well, I'm going to say, you know, you put it as the greatest heel since Daniel Bryan. Mike, there's there's still, like, this level of delivery and believability in the words that are being spoken. Like, Daniel Bryan had a message that was very heel-like. Sami Zayn fucking hates your guts. I, like... I, and I know Daniel tried, but you and I can both agree he's still got like that issue, like the AJ Styles issue, where it's just kind of too dry. Like it's, I maybe it's a hint, too dry kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just, <clears throat> I I think he had a great storyline, but it's just there's acting chops, and Sami Zayn, a thousand percent has those chops. The same as Samoa Joe. Where every time Samoa Joe talks, like, if he was here right now telling me he was going to kill me, I would 100% believe it. Where if Daniel Bryan came in and said it, I'd probably giggle. And not out of, like, disrespect to Daniel Bryan, but I just, you know, it's like, come on, Daniel, you're not really going to kill me. You're Daniel Bryan. Sammy yeah, Zane you have your own lemon tree. can flip that switch. <laughs> and I'm not scared of a guy with into, a lemon tree. Huh? So I'm not scared of a guy with his own lemon exactly. tree. I mean, come on. But but Sami yeah. Zayn definitely turned a switch where it's a thousand percent believable. And I, I, I think you're right to cap off, you know, we're talking about three great, uh, we'll call them, you know, new movements. or Because, uh, you know, the Iconics have been good on the mic for a long time. Bray Wyatt's been good for a long time. Sami has always been amazing but now they're getting you know they're they're each getting these new opportunities so as champions as uh, the uh owner of the firefly funhouse and then sammy as our new disgruntled uh you know back to work after vacation which is how i think we all feel <laughs> it's the kind of that that was the tweet that i put out there i was like i get you sammy every time i come back from vacation i fucking hate my job so Thousand, thousand percent, Sammy. I, I get you. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think you uh, you brought up a good point. Um, what's funny is that a lot of the great heels, I, I don't think they're necessarily wrong. Uh, it's just that you know the crowd is not ready to face you know their themselves. So you know, Sammy Zayn, that's his whole shtick. With Daniel Bryan, he does make a put good point. We are destroying the earth. Um, you know, CM Punk was right. We do poison our bodies, you know, out of gluttony and, and sloth. And it's just funny how, how you get heat is you just bring up real truths, <laughs> um, that are kind of scary to face as a member of the audience. Um, well, that's why it's so hard to like talk to people on Twitter. If you think about it that way, like think about how we want to tell people to like the Bray Wyatt stuff. And it's just, you know, like. No, it's Goofy, and Goofy's fun, but it's like, no, I am tough. I watch wrestling because it's super tough and, and super manly and red-blooded American, goddammit. It's like, no, it's a Goofy play. 
where they ba they ballet dance in the ring, and then we watch a pin, and a couple guys lay on top of each other. It's great. I know we're watching shirtless, <laughs> oiled up, brightly colored, panted yeah. buffoons just slap each other in the chest, and then we go woo. <laughs> You know, I have a little awareness of what you're watching, and I, I think that that we're we're kind of coming full circle right. here, um, because I think somebody who definitely helped pave the road uh, for a lot of these gimmicks, where you've got to really be comfortable in your own skin. Gold dust. Was gold dust? Yes. Um, who hangs him up? And he's from not he's not officially retiring, but it does look like he's taking a break from being a WWE employee to go. Fight his brother in AEW. Um, and you talk about a guy being comfortable in his own skin. I, I think that WWE, and at the time WWF was kind of pushing him as like a transvestite. Um, he's always wearing a robe. and a transvestite. <laughs> he, uh, he's always uh, wearing like these long blonde wigs with you know, long fingernails. and <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just, lipstick he was always so... yeah man whatever as, as if most of the time i'm just at home singing just a train go ahead <laughs> i mean what else is new that's all you ever do anyway matt with another frank furter um so yeah i mean as far as getting comfortable in your own skin skin that was gold dust um and i think he made the audience uncomfortable because he was always gyrating on their heroes and you know, that's something that, you know, somebody like Big E is taking to heart. Somebody like Velveteen Dream is taking yeah. to heart. Or, um, you know what's funny? Like, how much Goldust is celebrated now, and now Velveteen Dream. I think we definitely have hit a point where there's there's enough woke WWE fans uh, to, like, take over. But uh, I, I think maybe we should ask everybody that's a fan of Velveteen Dream to jump on Twitter and, and tweet a little more often than, uh, than the asshole we're, we're used to seeing stand up and make a post. Uh, but sorry. <laughs> well, it's just kind of interesting that when Goldust came out, they wanted to make him as unlikable as possible. Yeah. And when he debuted, he was at a time when you know uh, being gay was, or you know, I guess uh, a queer lifestyle was still kind of. Um, I use the word woke, but it's it's like we didn't have that awareness that, oh, yeah, those are people that are just uh, discovering themselves. So Goldust came out and kind of tried to emulate that and give the crowd a, an odd identity to be face-to-face -face with, and they couldn't handle it, and so they booed all the time. Yeah. So now we have this very complicated relationship with Velveteen Dream where he also, uh, he wears purple, he's gyrating, he's getting very close i mean a lot of rest like triple h and john cena go head like forehead to forehead but it always feels like the dream is about to go lip to lip with his opponent yeah. um but I, like he's he's one of the most uh just like naturally rising stars we've seen in the recent you know 10 years where you know it's just it's just the crowd falling for him it's not you know, necessarily that he's getting a massive push. Just him being himself, being that character, has won people yeah. over. Um, and I, I don't know what that says, Matt. I don't know if that says that the, the universe is woke. Um, you know, uh, based on some of the more conservative approaches they'll take to something like Bray Wyatt, I, I'm. it's a little, I think, a little surprising based on precedent that they have this adoration for the dream. Um, oh yeah, I think the point though that you started with is that this is coming from uh, Goldust, but you know, it, Goldust did a lot for uh, for character building and and for what you know, like what lengths you can go to because it's not about what lengths you stop at; it's the the steps you take beyond what the norm is. I think is the precedent he set. So once we set what the norm is, it's okay to take the Goldust step past that. Uh, or maybe, you know, maybe it's not, uh, I'm still phrasing it wrong, but, you know, taking, taking the steps that you want to take to stand out and, and be who you want to be, uh, even though I think uh, Dustin would probably come out and say, I would not have picked that first, but I know we've seen in interviews from the WWE that he would never want his career to go any differently uh, looking back. Now, we are looking back because he is 
going against his brother uh, at Double or Nothing and AEW. Mike, I, I just want to ask an AEW question. We know yes. a lot of the match card right now. Is is this moving the needle for you? Is this the match? Because a lot of people jumped up and said, now this is a main event. Like, now this is a super show. I will say it's pretty cool that two brothers are going to face each other at AEW and Cody Rhodes and, and Goldust. Or, you know, maybe he'll just be Dustin or what have you. But, um... Yeah, you know, I, I, it's fine, and we're still gonna watch it, and I will be happy to pay money to to see this succeed. But um, I mean, you know, and we've seen it before. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm I've not seen Stardust versus Goldust. I, I think, uh, you know, I think it's fair to say that uh, I think a lot of people went a little too far in their level of excitement for this for this match um it's not like a big get it's a brother pretty much asking for a favor so uh to that end i'm still gonna watch it i'm still excited i'm still gonna give them my money because i want to see them succeed but uh i think we could pull back on the uh (laughs) on the level of excitement we could show (laughs) for a brother going yeah i'll help i'll help out the old family business (laughs) i don't i just i don't think I don't think it was that big of a get. I'll say that. If I had to guess who was going to be easy to get, it probably would have been Dustin. But, Mike, I don't know if you want to go any steps beyond that, but or maybe you have a different opinion. Uh, I mean, it makes for a nice photo on Twitter, <laughs> it but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make me want to tune in. Like, I, I, I can see that on the WWE Network when Goldust was a little bit younger. Um, I, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I, I hope that shouldn't be the last match on the card. Mike, there's gonna be about forty hip tosses in that match. Um, <laughs> another man who uh, let's let's see, how do I want to make this transition? We yeah, let's try not to dedicate too much time to this because I think it's a load of shenanigans. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, two men were photographed wearing the same t- uh, sweatshirt. Uh, one had a mask on and the other didn't. Uh, and the one who didn't was CM Punk. So, oh, to no. connect the dots, CM Punk returns to pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> how about this? That's not happening. Well, no. we'll just, he wasn't, you know, I'm going to accept he was in the ring. Uh, or at least he was close enough to a wrestling event and somebody wore the same shirt that he at least wanted people to think he was in the ring. I will say this. I think we should all stop sucking on this teat of CM Punk uh, because he obviously isn't, you know, out to, <laughs> to you know, make make you wrestle. happy. Yeah, so you want him to wrestle, and he's not. And that doesn't make him a bad person. But there are a lot of great wrestlers who are out there that are wrestling for you. So unlatch from the teat and go watch pro wrestling i i think that was the uh that's the best story to come out of this is or at least the best way to look at it um let's calm down yeah i don't need see i don't need i don't need more cm punk rumors i i want to see more bray wyatt videos that's what i want yeah go back and watch a cm punk match he's not terrible but i think we've taken quite a few leaps and bounds beyond cm punk um being the a-list pro wrestler uh and there's you know it's not well i you know he was really good at his job i don't think anyone's gonna forget the you know the pipe bomb promo or you know the feud he did with undertaker for wrestlemania well i'm 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 talking in in ring action uh so that that's that's where my head's at but no you're right uh promo wise punk is is gonna go down as the best in history but i mean Shoot, we've That's got what wrestling is, though. We just now. made that argument for Bray Wyatt and Sami Zayn. I'm not arguing against that. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just not prepared to knock his wrestling ability. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, let's let's unlatch from the teat. It's okay. It's, it's he's not yeah, the greatest I'm ready of all to, time. I, that ship has sailed. Yeah. I, I don't this new this news. It's not news for me. I think this is just, you know, it's a clickbait story. Um... It was a cute video. I watched it for 90 seconds when somebody waved on CM Punk looking character from the back and he ran out with a mask on and 
you to go to sleep on somebody, but I'll believe he's in a ring when I see him in his trunks in a wrestling ring. So this this isn't a lot for me. All right, moving on. I'm trying, but uh, I'm ready to watch real wrestling with real wrestlers who want to wrestle. So I'd rather watch Batista come back because I know he likes Batista. Or Batista likes wrestling. And wrestling likes Batista. And I like Batista. And give me what I want. Matt, in the show notes, we have... Uh, basically, we're going to get to our, our breakdowns of the weekly programming. Yep. Um, we kind of knocked out the tidbits this week. Um, that was half of. the show. <laughs> we kind of we blitzed through those for 40, 40 minutes. minutes. But we're that's okay. I think the tidbits kind of... They hold this show we're together. We're going to need to change the name of tidbits. <laughs> to uh main, main pieces. chunks okay. of the week <laughs> a chunky soup. overwhelming majority of the yeah, show we've got chunky soup and then the rest of the show is pretty much just stars and chicken <laughs> that's um, the other let's, uh, let's kick it off with our our favorite hour that was of tv a great reference, nxt by the way. If, if you're at home and you're not laughing you should have been then yeah <laughs> what were you t- <clears throat> what'd you say nxt yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Jackson Riker, do you want to start? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just cool to see him on TV. I... I think he's been in a weird spot where he's kind of just been hanging out while his tag team buddies have been doing all the all the punching and kicking. Um, yeah, but he's got his... So he got to go out there and injure Humberto Carrillo. He's got his crazy eyes, though. That's all I need from, from, from Jackson Riker. Crazy eyes. Crazy ass I Jackson. think that if if he went completely bald on his head, and so did Tommaso Ciampa, I don't know if I could tell them apart. Like they're both they're both cut like in, in the same shapes, uh, and it's just that one of them has a bald head, one of them has stringy balding hair. I think there's like uh, six inches though difference between the two. You could put them right next to each other and it'd be tough, or it wouldn't be oh, tough. Oh, maybe they could be. <laughs> Yeah, they could be like those little Russian dolls where you just boop, 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 yeah. Like, you know, a little Tommaso could hide inside of Jackson if he got scared. Just Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think uh, for the Forgotten Sons, their best work uh, will be done with a mic very far away from them. I think the more that they talk, uh, the, the less mystery they'll be, uh, the less fear they'll instill in, in the viewers and in their opponents. Uh, I, I think we just got to keep him silent. Uh, Riker just looked like he was going to murder Oni and Birch. I think that's great. I think that's how you sell those guys. So I, I'll say for a Forgotten Sons segment, that was an A. Yeah. Um, I think it was one of the first times in a while where I felt like there was real danger when you're in the ring with the Forgotten Sons. I agree. Um. It just always felt like, well, they have the numbers game, but, you know, if one of them bumbles over, you know, you're going to win. You know, Jackson actually showed some impressive physicality and, you know, didn't care about the win. He just wanted to hurt people. So I think it's a cool direction to take the character because I'm actually almost interested to see their next match and, you know, not forget who the Forgotten Sons are. (laughs) I think the one puzzling decision was I thought Humberto had a tag team buddy. Um. Yep. So it's just a little weird to see uh, well, Oni and Birch. We, we can go back to the show out. notes, and it'll say Humberto and his buddy. So that's that's how long they've been together, and what a great friendship they have. Um. <laughs> I I I uh I I'm good. You ready to move on? Yes. Cool. Adam Cole, um, a photo shoot promo. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if there's a lot to add here. Um, well, it at least got us moving just... into like what was going to end up happening with, with Johnny Gargano at the end of the night. Yeah, uh, I think that it's funny like the way we talk about how certain wrestlers are very subtly just alluded to with their sex appeal, and that's what Adam Cole was. Um, you know, you would never have that same segment you know, with like Lars Sullivan. You wouldn't see him... You know, posing and flexing and stuff like that. You just see that with Adam Cole because, you know, he's a handsome devil. Uh, Matt, hot tech question. 
Outside of Adam Cole, who's your number two that you'd want to see in a WWE photo shoot? Has to be a man. Hot tag. Well, uh, I'm just I'm going to use this as a way to transition into the rest of that promo. Uh, obviously, just open up your internet history. Obviously, yeah. Matt Riddle. Uh, and as we saw, he he came up and challenged Adam Cole, and I, I thought that was the first time I went. You know what? Okay, let's do this. Let's see. Let's see Matt Riddle. <laughs> I thought you were like. I thought you were saying, all right, let's see if I'm gay. And you just started masturbating to that whole segment. Yep, that's that's what happened. <laughs> I knew you were going for that. Okay, cool. Um, Matt, we got a match with uh, Candice LeRae and Casey Catanzaro. Thanks tomorrow. Or if you listen to Percy Watson. Oh, it's a, she never gets a fair shot. That's Casey Catanzaro. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty, pretty excited that uh, Casey was on the winning side for once against Alia. And Vanessa Bourne. Uh, I guess out of this match, it's it's you know it's fun to kind of play a hot potato with the winds, I guess. But uh, sizing up Casey Catanzaro, Matt, she's easily three and a half feet tall, like seventy five pounds. She weighs as much as a bag of pedigree dog food. Um, Matt, hot tag, will Casey ever be an NXT Women's Champion? Ooh, um, yeah, probably. I think they like like what she brings to the table. She's she's already got some fame behind her. I don't I don't think she'll need to get too far past where she is now before they start considering her because she'll be able to mask whatever faults she has with some of her other athletic ability. And, and she's already done that in like the Royal Rumble and stuff. And it's been forgotten how green she is because you can just go back to her spots. So uh, that would be yeah. my off-the-top answer, you know, off-the-top of the head. If I was writing WWE, I wouldn't have her on TV right now. But that's where we're at. I think, uh, I think you, uh, you stole my thunder in one, in one aspect. She, you know, like we give Sasha Banks, we give her a lot of grief on this show because um, it feels like all her spots get botched. Um, whether it's that one where she's doing an arm bar and she runs up the, the corner turnbuckles and she's trying to do some sort of clothesline uh, springboard maneuver that she always trips. Uh, she tries to do that double team mm-hmm. carry me drop kick with Bailey that always, you know, is a blunderbuss. Um, <laughs> I honestly feel like, like every time pistol? we've seen. Well, what it is what it is? It's it's a, a gun without a lot of accuracy. So you got to be really, really close to what you're gonna shoot because it just blasts all over the place. Um, so, what's interesting for me for Casey is she's she's green, like you said. But it, I swear to God, I can't think of her screwing up one spot. So is she able to carry a 20 minute match? Mm, probably not. But is she able to just masterfully, safely? Um, hit her spots i she's batting a thousand um on tv so uh bravo to lady ricochet pretty cool um okay matt <laughs> as far as new young people uh kushida is gonna i guess he's gonna debut next week and he cut an awful promo uh, <laughs> uh you know it it it, it had hideo tommy written all over it um you know a guy with a lot of uh, pretty impressive resume in japan um, and then it's it's time to make us you know care about you besides what you do in the ring and kind of drop the ball. Uh, hopefully this is you know not a harbinger of things to come. But Matt, did you want to add anything about that promo? Uh, no, I missed it. I'll, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was poop. He made a gesture about I'm coming, get ready, and that was about Woo! it. Nice. Did you get to see uh, Street Profits versus the the? Well, they were still the War Raiders. At least that's Morrow called them Hanson and Rowe. Um, did you get to catch that match? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, it was a great start um, and a confusing finish because I, I don't know. I kind of thought, <laughs> I kind of thought we were going to start. I thought the, the profits are going of, over. Yeah, we we're starting the process of moving on. But uh, you know, street profits—they never get a fair shot. So here, here we are. That's at. very true. Yeah, um, I love that that the start um, where they're taking it to uh, taking it to the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, there's the big dive, and then a spear, and then a splash. Um, they actually 
tagged each other in the correct corners. It was a really big match. Oh, yeah. They, they got the technical stuff down. Boom. Um, and uh, they just couldn't pull it off. And uh, Hanson and Roe looks like they might retire um, without a loss. And then they'll turn into their new characters, Eric and Igar. Um, and then Matt. I'm going to let you kind of kind of steer the boat here on this main event because I know you love some Johnny Champion with his new yellow shirt. And I know you love Roddy Strong. Matt, do you think that this is a real, this match? I thought you were going to uh, let me drive wanna, the boat. I'm going to let you drive You're the driving boat, me. let me get it off. I'm going to get it out of the dock. Let me get it out of the dock. You can take it out when we're safely in the lake, okay? No. <laughs> and then i'll bring it back and i'll dock us okay um do you think that this is really this week this is nice yeah you're welcome do you think this is really an allusion to roddy getting the boot from the undisputed era or is this just some shenanigans pulled by adam cole the mastermind i think it's some shenanigans um and go ahead and uh drop the deets about why we're even mentioning that why we think what what are the shenanigans if people didn't catch it so <laughs> let's back let's back it up so johnny beats adam cole um well we're not even talking uh at takeover we're talking at pwg i'm just kidding <laughs> oh my god Matt. <laughs> so we got we got two out of three falls match and uh adam cole wins wins the first fall so to him he won the nxt championship right right Right. Uh, but this just, you know, this this is going to fuel some frustration from from Adam Cole, and it it causes uh, already like some 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 fights, some some tiffs, right? Right after Takeover, uh, the the whole yes. undisputed era team is kind of pushing back and forth. They're arguing. This is supposed to be a team that this is the undisputed era's year, and they have no titles, and they just keep losing, and they can't stop losing. Uh, so last week, Adam Cole came out uh, to uh, to challenge, not, not really just challenge, but also to get on the nerves of Mr. Johnny Gargano. And uh, it was Roderick Strong that actually made the physical attack, and that caused Johnny to challenge Roddy Strong. Adam Cole, uh, his plan was ruined. He thought he was going to get a chance to fight Johnny again. Not getting it. Uh, so we go to this week, Roddy Strong fighting johnny gargano adam cole comes to the ring to to help his buddy roddy win and he kicks roddy right in the head so it, there's there's a lot that happened in between there we're even missing uh the point that they were hinting at roddy strong being kicked out of undisputed era two weeks ago uh by him not yeah. coming to the ring during their promo of course what he was doing was hiding in the back and then attacked johnny later which then of course led to the match this week so there's just been these little hints and nods, and like you said, I, I think the way that they write these these characters, uh, you know, you're asking, I mean, uh, you know, is this really the separation of Roddy Strong and Undisputed Era, or are these characters still being written as the smart ones uh, out, of, out of the entire bunch, and are they going to get the best of Johnny by having Roddy Strong pretend to you know to continue the separation storyline of him and undisputed era now uh the fun part is that you and i were talking about this weeks ago and uh i think we were really patting ourselves on the back as we saw this unfolding now yeah. that it's happened i kind of feel like that's not what we're gonna get i think we're gonna get swerved and i think adam cole's gonna use it to finally win the nxt championship i hope so um I agree. I do hope so too. <laughs> I uh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if there's much more to add to, to that. Dock. It's I spun it around the lake. I only hit a few geese, <laughs> one duck. Um yeah, there's not much more to add. Um uh, it was just that It was a great It was it was a great yeah. match if Stone Cold was reviewing it. It was a good match. Everybody's nice. Um uh, you know, it was pretty violent slaps. Um, the crowd involvement was really strong. It's just, uh, you know, this is this is but paragraph one and what looks like, you know, it's going to be a longer story uh, while we wait for Tommaso to get off the shelf. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I hope that, uh, Matt, the prognosticator, I hope your your dreams come true here. Um, we could dive into the uh, the main event here. 
Um, yeah, just, uh, I guess we could kind of touch base with AJ Styles beginning his, uh, his Roman reign over Monday Night Raw, if you will. Um, he gets to win a triple threat match. He gets to crush Baron Corbin, um, and become Seth Rollins' first opponent at a main event, uh, pay-per-view universal yeah. championship match. Matt hot tag and you know keep this as long or short as you want is this the right move would you have picked aj for the first opponent i think this is going to SummerSlam, and i think we're in this era now where if they picked corbin we would know seth rollins was going to win um and and if that went to SummerSlam, jesus christ would that have been awful i and i like corbin's work but i don't want to go into you know those main event matches and go a few months of just corbin fitting himself into the main event over and over and knowing that rollins is going to win and get over so this is good from a pro wrestling perspective where now we can go into this match uh knowing it's going to be great we don't know who's going to win because you could you can imagine a a flip-flop of the titles here um that's that's one thing that they could do to start you know creating uh some more uh gamesmanship uh for for who's who's a better you know main event champion or a main roster champion you know rollins or roman reigns because i know i know they like their john cena and randy orton so if they're flip-flopping titles they're gonna be able to say rollins is a so many time champion and that number that number will be higher uh if this feud goes that that way uh but either way this this is going through the summer and that that's a good thing um it'll be tough for aj to keep it interesting unless one of them turns heel uh but that's that's and i'll I'll, i know where you're coming from because at first i said oh that's that's pretty quick aj is immediately you know in the main event but i think uh i think when you look at it this this, how long this is gonna go it it makes it uh it, it makes much more sense yeah, and I think uh, you know somebody who might be on the peripheral here, peripheral here because we haven't really seen uh, heads or tails of these guys is maybe you know the OG Bullet Club, uh, Balor Club. The maybe they'll become the AJ Club. Um, just to add a little spice to the to the recipe here because you're right. Um, you know, Miz totally broke it down. I can't remember if it was like six six months ago uh, when he said you know nobody wants to see a gentleman's contest; they want to see a heel versus a face. So. I like that that uh that's probably the smart move uh matt two other things we saw on monday night raw robert rude debuted his new mustache and matt ricochet also debuted but he debuted a losing streak um this is his first yep. loss in singles uh competition here at wwe um i guess between those two do you see you know, long-term repercussions. Do you think this Robert Rude mustache is going to lead to some wins? Uh, do you see Ricochet floundering for a bit against Rude? Uh, what do you What do you think of this? I I thought it was great. I watched it, and the whole time, like once once Bob or Jesus once Robert got out there, and even though it was Ricochet, Ricochet's fine. He's how that he this is he's what how many months into his his raw career? Let's let's yeah. let's give Robert Rude, who's just been steamrolled and turned into this dog shit character, even though he has the best one of the best entrance themes in the game. Uh, you know, let's give this guy a shot for once, and I, I'm pretty happy. I, I'm I'm happy for Robert, and and Ricochet's gonna be fine. He's not going anywhere on the uh, the interest level, or I, I mean, he's not. He wasn't considered for um you know the the uh the triple threats so it, it wasn't like he was close you know w- we know we're gonna get ricochet at the uh, money in the bank i think he's yep. he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna put on a hell of a show and not win <laughs> but i i think it's fair to say you know i think we are hitting a new era we've got a, a kofi kingston as champion so uh, there there's room now for a guy like ricochet who might not be the drew mcintyre size to hold the title i just i just I, i'll side with the guy who's been here longer eating more dog shit <laughs> i'm happy with him getting the win uh even yeah. though he's much I, older than, than ricochet 
And I mean, people complaining, it's like, uh, you know, if you watched WWE in the last, you know, 20 years, uh, it, it's 50-50 booking. So I would totally expect Ricochet to get the win back against Robert uh, this, you know, this coming week. Um, kind of diving into SmackDown here because we are running out of time, Matt. Is there anything else you wanted to pull from Raw? No, I'm good. I just realized there's playoff hockey on too, and it just went to overtime. Oh. <laughs> Well, wrap it up. Uh, I think the biggest you know, we got we got big, one of the big stories <laughs> from uh, from SmackDown is Kevin Owens, the Big O, uh, oh, broke up his uh, his uh, his version of the New Day. Oh, no, um, and I guess uh, I don't think you have anything to worry about if you're doing a story involving the New Day, um, self-made men who turned a, a garbage gimmick into one of the highly most highly profitable gimmicks in the history of WWE. And Kevin Owens, who, you know, turns best friends into enemies seemingly every week um, and still makes it interesting. So, Matt, I guess the only hot take question is, because it smells like this story is just going to, you know, fascinate us for weeks to come. Hot tag, do you think it was too soon? Or do you think that they they kind of timed it perfectly? Like, you don't want to hurt KO's credibility by making him, you know, too much of a a pandering face if you yeah. will what do you what do you think about well, that? well i mean what was going to happen next week and and was this night just going to end with him staring at kofi thinking about it you know i just get it over with and and we've only got so many weeks before uh, uh money in the bank ko's gonna be fighting kofi and i think that's that's the best way to go right now and if if you don't do that it'll still be a good storyline to you know help KO keep building themselves up for the next pay-per-view. So, uh, I, you know, I, I also, again, I agree with you at the time. My, my initial instinct was mm, this might have been too soon. But after, you know, after giving it some thought, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, 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 think this, I think this was the right way to do it. Yeah, let me throw this at you. I, I don't think that it was too soon because... You're right. Sometimes when the writing's on the wall, um, yeah. you know, it can kind of lose the punch. So at this point, I think people were, were kind of loving this. And for KO to break it up while we're loving it, you know, it makes sense. Exactly. I think the only mistake is that with the, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view right around the corner, this looks like an opportunity for it to be a one-on-one. And maybe if we'd waited on this breakup, Kevin Owens could have been the guy who wins the money in the bank and cashes in against Kofi. So it kind of feels like that's going to be off the table because it smells like a one-on-one match at money in the bank. Do you think that that's a fair assessment? Um, I mean, I don't understand. I'll be honest. I don't understand what you're saying, but I, I a thousand percent think Kofi and KO are going one-on-one. Oh, I'm saying that if Kevin was still part of the new day and he, you know, might've won the money in the bank, briefcase oh. but now it doesn't look like he's going to be participating in that's that fine, because of the likelihood of him Drew doing McIntyre's one-on-one winning the briefcase so that that totally oh works. gosh jumping back oh, on the drew train choo-choo or i should go choo-choo that's my entire <laughs> choo-choo train impression <clears throat> there is a hint of scottish accent on that as well uh, if, hmm. uh, I applaud. It was very, I applaud it was the very ear that subtle. could catch it. So if you have that ear that could catch it, you're pretty cool. Yeah, you're pretty great. I I know you heard. You it. have a pretty yeah. You have a pretty sophisticated palate. If you picked up that very just a just a just a hair of what we'll call a vaguely European accent. <laughs> in there. Uh, um. Yeah, for SmackDown, I guess the other thing was, ugh, we get another Charlotte versus Becky match. Blech. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, Becky, Becky two belts at Money in the Bank. She's going to be fighting Charlotte and then young Charlotte and Lacey Evans. Matt, is Becky two belts going to leave Money in the Bank with two belts? I tell you, it's a much more interesting story if she does. And I think sometimes when we try to when we book things like that's that's ultimately what we're looking for. If she beats Lacey and loses to Charlotte, that is the most lazy, boring fucking story in the world. 
and it's such a like crock to tell it this way to like oh but becky's so strong because she had to do two matches so it's okay like it's so lazy and boring come on so i'm gonna say this a thousand percent charlotte's winning but that is lazy boring fucking booking and get your shit together because you got to coast through a match that we all booked for you uh for the wrestlemania main event and now this uh i think i think the single scenario for me where charlotte winning works is if you know she gets cashed in on by the money in the bank winner that night I think that because Becky's got two title defenses and there's a money in the bank opportunity that night, I I think there's a pretty low likelihood of uh, Becky leaving as two belt Becky. But I think I think that's okay because of what that pay per view is, and I, I like I kind of go into that pay per view expecting titles to change hands. No, and I that's actually a good point. I just I'm gonna tell you I I think I just heard my cat meowing outside, so I'm okay. I'm ready to wrap up so I can go get her okay uh, um <laughs> it's either that or it's yeah, you talking you know all we had left yeah. was uh if you want to talk about anything from nxt uk and it's just the usual from uh you know Good the big show. strong boys who did a airplane swing while doing a big swing on two adult able-bodied men yeah. so just an incredible physical feat if you don't make time for nxt uk please do um it really is incredible british strong style wrestling matt <laughs> Anything else you want to touch on before we uh, go off into the sunset? Uh, no, I think uh, I think I'm all set. I think I'm. Well, this is going to be one of our shortest episodes ever. Yeah, we are just we're just under an hour ten. This is a new record, Matt. Where can the people find us? And we will ride off. Bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com, and at bodpodcast on Twitter. You can find us the same way on Facebook. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group with uh listed as brothers of discussion with live spoilers uh where we give you the opportunity to speak we like to get more conversation started by you the fans uh because i think it's it's just that much more interesting um and we're not stealing stuff we're not taking what you're saying and posting it elsewhere we just want to have conversations so go there and uh continue the conversation that's already being started uh thank you very much for listening i met and that was Mike, and we are, uh... That was that me! That was Brothers of Discussion, episode 76. Oh yeah, we're coming! Bye. Bye.